Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. You're listening to the PRO Media Network. The next level in entertainment. This is Big Q from the Sports Coma chiming in about the Pro Shop. Pro Shop is the platform store in over 35 different designs are available for your pleasure. The new Drew Orleans shirts are in, coming in all colors, all sizes, also for women, men, and children are available. Bill Drawlings Tough is also available. Despite Katrina, despite the plagues, despite everything else, we're still Bill Drawlings Tough and we're going to make it through it. The very popular God is a Saints fan shirt is available with volume number two. One shirt that says it all, you'll be the life of the party with your God is a Saints fan shirt. Also other designs like the Chump Missioner tees. We didn't get robbed. The Drew Orleans Neck Gator that's also available now on the Pro Shop. Also, I am black and gold royalty. Tiger, purple, and gold pride. Built Nola, Zion, strong. Won't back down ever. Black and gold stand up. And many other great designs are available at the Pro Shop and provided to you by Pro Apparel. And not only tees or sweaters are available at the Pro Shop, also coffee mugs, smartphone cover cases for your Apple or Android, bedspreads, towels, posters, on and etc. Go to the Pro Shop, support the platform, and represent in style. Who that? here for the walkthrough again in the p.m. we'll we'll have a little bit more information and and at that time to your point uh, how we want to handle this not only as a team but for the extended members Yeah, ramp check was, and then Alvin uh, had a little stomach virus. He'll be fine. Uh, 
Sean Drew talked um, leading up to camp a lot about what he did in the offseason to improve his arm strength, um, especially to be able to hit you know deep balls better. Have you seen? I know it's only been a week, but have you seen any evidence of that yet? Yeah, um, there have been a couple instances where uh, you oh. know it came out. Um, it came out with the with the rotation you're looking for, and and one of the things that he does a great job of every every off season is really looking closely at at his own game and and how he can make subtle adjustments and improvements. And um, you know, Tom, who who he works with, is is outstanding relative to the just uh, the specifics with the throwing motion and and creating you know power and how it's done. Obviously, uh, you guys know this, you know, it all starts from the ground through the legs up. Um, and it's not necessarily an arm thing as much as it is a transition and a creating power and leverage with your lower body through the ground and into the throwing motion. Um, but yeah, I, I have seen um, a few, a, a, re- a couple good instances that, uh, that, that he's worked on it. Sean, I Ruiz got some... Well, look, we'll look at the film. So I haven't seen it yet, but our plan was to, you know, every second or third day make a flip there. Uh, you know, there was a couple snaps today where, you know, that relative to the run game that he can clean up uh, shotgun snaps, but we'll look at the film and, and take a peek at it. So we wanted to do that both with, with he and Eric and, and both of them are, are smart enough and good enough players where they can handle a switch like that, um, you know, during a, a couple day stretch. Hey, Sean, a little bit of an organizational question for you. How much of your success do you kind of attribute to, uh, I guess, being in sync with Mickey in the front office for all these years? Well, look, I think that has a lot to do with. Uh, uh, a lot to do with it. I think one of the challenges in pro sports, not just football, but pick a sport, is is having that uh, functionality, if you will. Um, I've said this before. I I, I think uh, that not picking or looking at any specific team in any sport, but uh, the first step in having a chance to be successful, and we know it's difficult to do that, is being able to functionally operate uh, and lead the correct way, and that starts with our owner. Uh, president, our general manager, our head coach, um, you know, those, those functions and or those dysfunctions can, can really uh, uh, to make the cadence sound exact. And what's that process like just for, for them to get on the same? Well, it is important. Um, and the process is pretty simple. It's, it's right now the other two sound like Drew. And then when he leaves someday, it's going to be the others sound like whoever the starter is because there are some nuances you know there are a lot of similarities around the league relative to how a cadence is delivered but the specifics regarding the voice and the inflection and the timing um, can vary some so uh, the very early meetings in training camp or mini camp or OTAs you know we'll, we'll have everyone in a room and Drew will give the cadence and then we'll clap on the uh, get off you know and uh, then then all of a sudden Taysom then then Jameis and you know, when you're not hearing the claps in sync and there's maybe a, a discrepancy there, you, you know that's something that you have to clean up. So I do think it's important. I do think it's the first advantage an offense has is 
understanding when the play starts and the defense does not have that necessarily. Uh, and so I, I think that it's, it's trying to very quickly sound like uh, how Drew's delivering the cadence from a timing standpoint, not necessarily the, uh, the strength of your voice, but the timing of it. Sean, I would assume you saw some of the qualities in Malcolm Jenkins at a young age because uh, he was a captain so early and he was doing a lot of community things off the field so early. Are, are you not surprised at, at what a visible sort of activist he's become and, and how much do you value just the makeup of, of his character and, and that kind of stuff he's doing even off the field? Yeah, all of the above. Um, from the day we we drafted him and he came in here as a rookie and played in the nickel, um, you saw toughness, grit. He's a tremendous worker, tireless guy that would study the tape. You know, long after everyone was gone, he'd be in the defensive back room watching film. Um, and so when you combine his leadership, his work ethic, and then his skill set, because he's an extremely talented athlete, um, you end up getting a player who's played as long as he has and, and had the success that he's had. Um, so, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm glad he's back in our building, and, uh, and he'll be important to our success. What's happening, family? How y'all doing today in the live stream coming at you on this, this late edition of the Sports Coma? Who that to the black and gold beautiful in the building? Much love to the family members chiming in this edition. <laughs> this late edition. This late edition of the Sports Coma. Who that to the black and gold family members? Like I said, man, you know, we coming at you. Today was like a family day for me. Uh, had a lot to do, you know, as what as, uh, as as usually I usually do. But I like to give a big who that to the black and gold family member staying with us late. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, um, I promised the show. I said, man, I got to get the family a show. I can't lapse on it. We're going to come in and share some of the latest news and notes of the day with the beautiful black and gold family members and talk to them about the happenings that happened in camp today, despite the fact that we, uh, a tropical storm is bearing down on us. You know, we're going to still keep it. Um, Let's see where we are here. Here we go. Yeah, a tropical storm bearing down on us. Tropical storm Marco, as you could tell, the latest weather report uh, signing in on it. And that's where it stands currently. So, I mean, of course, a lot of family members, you know, or have been, you know, are free tomorrow because of the storm. A lot of people are not going to work. So perhaps uh, I could bring some type of solstice to the family, some type of comfort talk about the saints later on in this day perhaps this thing will go away but it's kind of messed up saying you don't want it to come this way and it's got to go somewhere you don't want it to come here being there we didn't have so many problems with these damn things it's just a shame you know i've often wished that i had my avengers powers where i could just go out there and just dissipate the damn thing <laughs> if i had my fire power like i was supposed to have i would didn't burn it all up and you have to worry about it <laughs> well anyway this is the, the current path of it right now they're still tracking the thing you know, and this is a, uh, one of the latest reports that are, uh, you know, that it's not too old. This report is not too old. It's about three hours ago. But you can see, family, what the track is right there. So a lot of people know what it is. They've probably been looking at it for a while. So it's still good to know that the, <clears throat> that we're going to come in uh, with some stuff today. And I'm just glad to be with you all today and hopefully provide some level of comfort and <laughs> talk about the Saints today. 
So welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys. And we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports family. Of course, I'm Big Q. This is TSC live coming at you at night. <laughs> Late night special coming at you. Special surprise stream. Uh, and we good, man. We know we played a little bit of Sean Payton. Uh, I'm going to play an interview. Uh, we have uh, a few more guys dialed up. Uh, we have Latavius Murray. We're going to hear from him today. And a couple other uh, interviews. We're going to go over the camp observations as well. Uh, if you have any questions or or comments in the chat, I'll go over those before I exhaust, exhaust the chat. So I'll come in about an hour and a half show, maybe a two-hour show tonight. And we'll, you know, give it in the late night show for the family members. I know a lot of people can't chime in because they're sleeping. You know, some people have to go to work. I can imagine some people do have to work and others more than likely won't. So you know how it usually is with these things. So without further ado, family, I'm going to keep it rolling. I'm going to get into our second with Zach Bourne. We're going to have Zach Bourne uh, to chime in with his thoughts on camp thus far. And, and man, Zach Bourne, uh, with Nigel Bradham being there, it's definitely the Saints could be looking for a little something different from Zach Bourne. Let's listen to I him. I came in, and when, that, when we were hearing about that, me and my uh, – Fiance, we're going out to the grocery store, grabbing all the canned goods we could, and then uh, we got home, and and it was really um, just like it rained. Um, so definitely preparing and um, just play play everything by ear. Next question from Amy Amos Morale. Amos. Hey, uh, just question in general how, how do you feel this first uh training camp for you is working out and i know obviously with the, the covid restrictions and the testing uh, it might be a little different but how has it been for you yeah as far as the the covid situation um to be honest i don't know how a, a normal training camp would have gone because my first year obviously and i'm just trying to take advantage of the moment whether uh there's a pandemic going on or not i'm gonna give my best and um work around all those obstacles that uh, may get in the way but uh, they have a pretty flawless uh, operation here, and you just come in in the morning, get tested, and um, go about your day. Next question from Amy Just. Amy? Yeah, you've been getting uh, some reps with the ones. What has that experience been like, you know, playing next to DeMario in practice? Yeah, uh, the first walkthrough um, was really the only time that I've, I, in my life, that I felt like in my heart, oh, my God, I'm, I got – uh, these guys all around me, all these these great players, um, and I was really just thrown right into the fire and, and forced to get used to um, the transition. And there's been a lot of them, but definitely taking advantage of all the opportunities, running with the ones, um, and any rep I get. Next question from Nick Underhill. Nick? Yeah, Zach, what, what's been the biggest difference just playing off the ball more and seeing the field from that angle and just – the processing and, and reacting to things, how, how do you feel like, you know, that's going? Do you feel like you're still thinking about things or is it, you know, clicking pretty quick? Yeah, I, when I was in college, I was all on the ball, really um, seeing through my man on, on, on one side. And really, if you play on the ball, you got a 50-50 shot if, if the run's coming to you or away from you and just a few um, few number of, like, drop angles, whether it's a curl flat or whatever it was, it was um, very, very uh, not not as much. Um, compared to stacking off the ball, you kind of you really got to open up your vision and see the the full picture. Um, still getting used to that, and um, but each day I'm getting better and I'm getting more comfortable. Next question from Jeff Duncan. Jeff. 
Yeah, Zach, exactly. Uh, can you kind of give us a, a little insight into exactly where you're being used right now? Are you strictly staying uh, off the ball linebacker? Are you also working in at the edge as well? Yeah, I'm working a lot of Sam in, in the regular downs, and then um, when we go to more of our, our, our nickel stuff, I hop in and take, take Mike Reps off the ball. So doing a mix of both right now. Next question from Amy Just. Yeah, in you know playing in different spots, what has been one of the bigger adjustments you've had to make personally in you know coming from uh, college to pros? Yeah, I think like I said before, just expanding your vision. Um, you really have to have big eyes because um, at the line of scrimmage, it's easy um, to see a guy coming right at you, but um, when you stack off the ball and things are crisscrossing and doing all sorts of things. Um, you have to be able to diagnose what's going on and where the ball is at all times. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Yeah, we're lu- we're lucky enough in the linebacker room that we have a, a lot of veteran guys and a lot of guys um, that are not only have that experience but are, are willing, very very willing to help the young guys along. Um, there's a big gap between the the older guys and the younger guys in our room, and we're trying to bridge that gap as as best as we can. And uh, Craig's, do- Craig's doing a great job. Um, Demario Davis, of course, and then Kiko and and, and Alex as well are, are all doing a fantastic job getting us all up to speed. And, and used to the, the pace of the game. That's Zach Bowen family chiming in on his thoughts on camp, the experience going through the hurricane and whatnot. And to be honest with you, man, uh, as a resident from now here, born and raised, uh, we've been through, I don't know how many of these things, man. And um, it never really, you know, you're not, you really kind of, I don't know, you know, won't get used to it, but I mean, it's just some seasons are more active than others, and sometimes you get one coming right at you. Sometimes maybe once or two you get those special years, and it's just you get those breaks, you know. Uh, so just everybody be safe out there. We're going to keep moving. That was Zach Bowen chiming in with his thoughts in the moment. I'm going to tune up Latavius Murray. Also, just to let the family members know, please hit the like button. Please subscribe if you aren't a subscriber to the Great Saint Think Tank, also known as the Sports Coma, where we have serious and dead we are serious and passionate, dedicated black and gold family members here. Absolutely serious about the Saints and talking about the Saints. And obviously we don't care what time of the day it is. 
Obviously, we don't give a damn throughout the clock, right? But anyway, into this episode, we'll finish. I got one more interview I got with Latavius Murray chiming in. We also going to go over the day, uh, day six camp signings as well. And, you know, and, and we'll be fine with that as well. So without further ado, we'll get back into the uh, to Latavius for our final interview. And I'll come back with some more news and notes to go over with you guys. So without further ado, we're going to tune up Latavius Murray. And see what old Latavius got to say about uh, his time coming in. Hopefully, he threatened Sean Payton who told him on some Major Peterson stuff. <laughs> Give me the damn ball. Let me run the ball. Don't you understand? I'm Latavius Murray. I'm averaging five yards a carry. This kid here is Latavius Murray family. And we'll begin. Our first question is going to be from Lee Johnson. Hey, Latavius. I saw this offseason you, you went and got your uh, your graduate degree from uh, from Syracuse, I believe. Just uh, can you kind of tell us why that was important to you, what your degree was in, all that sort of stuff? Yeah, I got my um, master's in business administration. It was important to me because uh, – I think just some years ago, going through an injury back in Oakland, um, I kind of got to thinking about um, kind of life after football and what that looked like for me. And I kind of realized at that time, I I didn't know. I kind of still trying to figure that part out. But obviously, I'm still playing. So, but just allowed me to think about my career after football and being able to educate myself through uh, the NFL reimbursement program and. And so I decided to go back to school. It's, I chose Syracuse since it's, uh, you know, where I grew up back home. And, um, and you know, it's just been a, a few years of kind of taking some classes in the off season. Started that in uh, 17, and, and now here in 2020, I was able to finish. So, um, you know, definitely I'm glad I'm, I got that out of the way and, um, and definitely glad that I was able to experience all that and meet, meet the people that I've met. Sorry, the Pelicans didn't bring you inside that Orlando bubble. Sorry to see that. Um, but second year with the Saints, uh, how much more comfortable do you feel in this offense after spending an entire season with the team? I feel real comfortable. Um, I think I'm, I'm even. I think I feel. I even feel it this off season. Just uh, you know, another year of hearing the same, the same plays, the same calls, and just. Uh, you know, being in in, in 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 the locker room and on the field with the same you know same group group of guys, the core guys. So it feels good. Um, allows me to go out there and play faster. And um, you know, again, I think I just need to continue to stack the days and 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 continue to go out there with the mentality to improve every day. And as long as I do that, I think I'll be um, pleased with what I go out there and put on film. Thank you. Next question is from Amos Morale. Yeah, Latavius, what have you noticed from the uh, offensive line? Obviously, a, a pretty big new piece in the rookie Cesar Ruiz. But what have you noticed from uh, you know kind of how they're uh, building chemistry and how that's affecting you from your position? Yeah, I think I think they've they've been doing a great job. I think even even all the young guys that's come in have uh, came in and competed um, at a real real high level. And um, I think you know with 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 time and with reps. Um, you know they're going to continue to to gel and mesh, but I think uh, we've we've gotten off to a really good start and done some really good things. So, um, you know, I'm just excited to kind of you know continue to work, um, and you know obviously we'll get a few guys back out there, um, but right now where we're at, I'm, I'm I think I'm loving it. 
And uh, on that, I got to shout out my boy T-Stat. Make sure y'all go listen. That BOA and that My Zone on iTunes, Apple Music. Let's go. All right, that's uh, Latavius Murray, man, chiming in with his thoughts on uh, camp so far. Really looking forward to see what Latavius Murray could do, family, to be honest with you, heading to this new year. Of course, it's a new new renaissance in and so far as looking at uh, Sean Payton running the football. We had a pretty effective show show yesterday over four hours of – Passionate Saint Talk. I appreciate the beautiful black and gold family members for uh, for doing that, man, for chiming in uh, as well uh, with that show yesterday. It was pretty fun. So I wanted to come back, and we don't usually do the shows on Sundays, but we decided but I decided to do one for the family members. You know, we got the hurricanes, I mean, the storm stuff around us, a lot of people who probably could use the show right now. So i like to first give a lot of a shout-out to the family in the chat. GM Kev, who that to you? Uh, Iceman, good to see you. Ray Long, who that to you? Brother Jerry uh, Poire, good to see you, family. Who that to you? Troy Thompson, what up, Troy? Thank you, fam. Kenny Sutton, who that to you? Javier, good to see you as well, my brother. Um, uh, who else we got? Um, Iceman says, I think it's disconcerting that Sean is playing these players at least 100% the playing with people's life in their careers, which is absolutely uncivilized. Okay, Iceman, get on, going in on them <laughs> late. Jim Kiss, I expect this week so more. Some more free agents will be signed. All that talent, we're not trying to get any of it. Yeah, I go over a few people we talked about, man. Matter of fact, one in particular uh, that landed, uh, you know, and we could have got him too, but, you know, we'll talk about it. Jim Kev says he Spectrum fixed that internet queue. No, they really didn't do a damn thing, Jim Kev. <laughs> All I did was turn the damn thing off for like a couple hours. And I think if you have an internet problems as well, just turn it off. You know, it runs all the time, even when you're we're not using it. So when you go to sleep, unplug it, unplug it, plug the modem, the modem, both of them, unplug them. And then when you wake up in the morning, uh, plug them back up, you know, give them a chance to uh, be turned off. It's like the phone, you know, we don't think about it because we're busy and go about our day. But those things run all the time. Could you imagine? You know, even we don't do that. You know, sometimes we need time to go off. So. You know, that's just something to think about as well. So thank you for asking about that. Trail, good to see your family. He says, I'm dreaming. Is this live? No, we live, Trail. We in the building, baby. Thank you for joining us. All right, Ryan. Ryan Duberty. Uh, who that to you, Ryan? Good to see you. Says, who that's hanging, hanging, man? We all up all night, baby. That's right, Ryan. Appreciate you joining us, family. Who that to you? Please subscribe if you're on a subscriber. Uh, Harvey A. said, coach, don't run this guy. He's going to lose. Uh, He's going to lose his degree sooner or later. He's going to use his degree. That's right. Thank you, Javier. And John Thompson, who that to you as well? Tragic, 504 DWF in the building. Straight from New Orleans. Good to see the family members. Thank you. He said, I had to leave during the, situa- the simulation, and now it's blocked. Who won? Uh, I think the simulation is all, it's, it's, it should be up there. I mean, I just, you know, I think it is up there but uh yeah let me see how just yeah it's it's running it's running according to what i'm looking at i just peeked at it but you don't want to know brother who won <laughs> you don't want to know i was doing something else and i stepped away and i went and looked a few minutes later and i was like sheesh the saints up then i went back a few moments I was like wow it was absolute it was just a disaster man of epic proportion so all right let's keep it going man um who that to the rest of the family members uh, chiming in as well. So thank you. Please hit the like button as well. Then going to uh, the next layer is, is we'll kind of look at 
and go over the camp uh, day observations, day six observations of camp as I share my screen. So please hit the like button, family, as we go. All right, here we go. Saints Day observation, Caesar Ruiz. All that stuff we talked, man, about Caesar Ruiz. And guess what? Guess what happened? Caesar Ruiz started, made his debut at the center position. I was just wondering why, man. Why so long? You know, why not stick him in there day one? But you never know. Tack Robinson, who that to you, Tack? Good to see you. Thank you for joining us, family. Please subscribe if you're not a subscriber. Please hit the like button and the notification button because we some serious who that's. And we talk, <laughs> it don't matter what time of day it is, we talking Saints. <laughs> All right, let's get into the article. A few notable New Orleans players were either given a day off entirely or spent practice mostly watching the sidelines, giving a few others a chance to shine during the two-hour Sunday practice at the indoor facility. Sunday was marked by the debut of certain rookie at the position. We have not seen him yet. And here's some of the more more on that observation, plus everything else that they saw at Saints and the sixth practice. Okay, the the participation report says that neither Kamara, who's out with a stomach illness, or Ryan Ramchek, who had rest where at practice Sunday, and though quarterback Breeze and linebacker DeMario were present on the practice field, neither participated after stretching with the teammates. Breeze took practice wearing a baseball cap, but remained engaged following play calls and appeared to chat with the with, about the plays after the conclusion with Coach Joe Lombardi, uh, who's a, you, of course he's the QB coach. Left guard Andrews Pete had a thumb issue while he couldn't make it. Linebacker Anthony Chiquillo, who just has I don't know what's going on with Chiquillo, but he's missed all of the practices, so I don't know what that's about. Defensive tackle Shy Tuttle uh, also missed his fourth practice. Johnson Badamosi, who's been since he got marked up from the pup list, has been a no show and absent again as well. Quarterback Taysom Hill returned after his after him and his wife Emily had their first child, Bo Nixon Hill. He missed the previous two practices, and that's understandable. And then after missing Saturday's practice, defensive back Keith Washington also returned to the field Sunday. He had a nice showing as well. Tight end uh, Josh Hill was limited in camp as well. But, you know, like I said, family, a lot of stuff that goes on, man, uh, with the camp, a lot of these guys, half the time, man, you got to look at it. They really try um, to make it. He's showing you footage right here, Coach Payton, and some of what it looks like from the indoor facility here. Or some of the footage right there. Jameis Winston taking snaps right there, you know, a little in drills, getting the ball out as fast as he can. You see Drew right there helping out. And there's Bites moving and doing their thing. There's uh, Alex Anzalone, Bradham. And that's number 55. That's, of course, Ellis. 46, I guess that's... uh, 46 is... uh, I want to say that's Batchy. I'm going to have to look that number up. But that's double nickel. 5-5 is Caden Ellis. Yeah, I got to say that's Joe Batchy there. 46. Doing the, the the drills, as you can see. Oh man, but let's keep it going. Ruiz gets a crack at center, and that's something that we talked about, man, about Caesar Ruiz. We wanted to see what he looked like, and as you can see right here, this is some of the footage right here, Caesar Ruiz, uh, in uh, a couple of the exercises him doing. And a lot of people were excited about Ruiz's feet; that he has very fast feet. He's a dancing bear, and that's if you look at the footage. That's Adam Troutman right there with the catch, really good with his hands. But that's the crazy thing about it, man, is the fact that you look at a guy like Ruiz, really good, really good feet, technical, strong as well, very fast for a guy his size. 
But let's see what the report said about Ruiz taking those reps at center. At least it was at his his debut during the practice that had been made available to the media and largely appeared to hold his own. The only notable hiccup came with Taysom appeared to have fumbled a snap during a team drill, though it was not clear if it was a problem with the snap or simply he'll dropped it. Reese certainly does look the part. He's not especially large, but he's not small either. He has exceptionally quick feet. We knew that from looking at the reports from him. And uh, for a person, his size. And, of course, Ruiz is a guy that, like I said, if you go back and just look at some of the tape from Cesar Ruiz when he was in college, you don't know the guy that, fight, you know, he gets the ball to the quarterback and he gets back in his stance if he's pass blocking or if he needs to run block, he just fires off. It's every step is not a lazy step. Everything is a jolt move, a fire move. You know, he's decisive, he's quick, and he's mean. He plays with an attitude, but not an attitude where he's out of control. Or he's, you know what I'm saying? It's a control anger, a focus, a concentrated control, focus, aggression. And that's what Cesar Ruiz has. And I'm, and uh, he's a professional, man, I'm telling you. The next step for Ruiz is getting to work with Breeze and establish some field there, but getting work at center Sunday and possibly the days to come does not signal any sure thing about where he'll play week one when we one rolls around. Both Reese and McCoy are smart enough and good enough players where they can handle a switch like that during a couple of you know, a couple day stretch, said Coach Payton. With Reese at center, McCoy play right guard Sunday, Nick Easton continue filling in for Pete at left guard and off season addition Hurst filled in for Ramcheck at the right guard position. Now, an extended look at the QB. Now, just to talk about that, because we a lot of that was the focus is why we're, why Cesar Reed's not played. He was a first-round draft pick. Why is he not playing the center position? That's almost like what happened with Davenport. Let's say you, you draft Davenport and then put him at the defensive tackle. And people are like, oh, uh, Sean, why is he playing defensive tackle when you drafted to be def- defensive end? Well, right now, being at the confines of time, we want to play him at defensive tackle that we feel comfortable with shifting him in the end. People say, nah, that don't sound right, Q. But it's basic. It's pretty much the same thing. Ruiz was drafted with the first-round draft pick to be a center, but he played guard for whatever reason. The coach and the staff obviously felt that, you know, they wanted to look at McCoy for whatever reason, even though I know what McCoy, what he's going to do. If you look at the footage of the better center, the better center prospect is Ruiz. If you compare the two, and I'm saying over the long term or the low-term duration of their careers, McCoy is he's built like a guard. He's real. He's a smart guy. Don't get me wrong. But you can see that he's he is built for the guard. His body size, his speed, his he would make a fantastic guard. I love because I'm looking at his body type. I know McCoy can do it. I know he played the center position before, but it's a difference when you look at Ruiz and what he can do. So hopefully, you know, they'll he could be able to do that. But this, the fumble snap between him and Taysom. That's to be ex- expected when you have a new center in there. They got to get that cadence down, that 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 rhythm, that synergy between the center and the quarterback together. Now, he's doing it with Taysom. Of course, Reese will have to get a lot of time with Drew Brees in there to establish that because if you go back in your Saints brain last year, it was the same thing that happened with McCoy and Brees where they had several fumbles between the two in practice and they kept working on it until they got it. Expect Drew to do the same thing with Cesar Ruiz. Expect him to do the same thing with him. Both in that. Let's go back to report. Ruiz at center McCoy can play at the right guard position. And I like that. I really like that rotation. If you guys see where he belongs at the center position. And I know it's a lot of responsibility, but when you become a first round draft pick, you're ready for the responsibility to be taken as a first round pick. 
you're perceived as a person that can do things that the rest of your brethren or sisterin could not do. That's why you were taken so high. You were seen as above the rest of these guys. You were seen as a guy that's capable of doing it. So I would have this high degree. I will stamp you and bless you with this degree of being a first rounder when they can only have 30 odd guys that will have that accomplishment through the entire summation of this past draft. There were only 30 odd guys that could be blessed with the label first round draft pick. So in, uh, in essence, out of the thousand players that come through the NFL, that's something like an honor for a team to do that. So if that's the case, they've seen a lot in Ruiz, and Ruiz should be able to prove what he can do, and I'll be paying a lot of attention. Okay, let's look at the next phase of an extended QB look. With Breeze watching from the rear of the formation, the keys to the Saints' first team offense were put in the hands of Taysom Hill. And if we're honest, the timing probably wasn't great from Hill's perspective. I'm sure the last 48 hours, he was in a tailspin, let me tell you. He, Hill didn't look especially sharp in running the top offense Sunday. He needed, he, I'm guaranteed he wasn't sleeping that much either. Contemplating about half his passes, missing a chance on a few big plays off targets. But after Daunting practice and he gets some rest, he'll be fine. This, of course, is a small sample size and making throws is only a part of Hill's game. And you probably has other things on his mind. Peyton acknowledges he'll probably would not enjoy going back through Sunday's practice footage. Quote, I told him today, listen, you're practicing a little bit like you delivered the baby, but it was your wife. <laughs> oh, Peyton, boy, he got a mouth on him. He says, so there'll be some film for him to clean up some things, but it was good to have him back out there, end quote. It should be noted that it wasn't an outright bad day for Taysom. His last draw in full team practice was a perfect pass, uh, perfectly placed touchdown pass to Adam Troutman. And he concluded his practice by converting a two-point conversion with a pass in traffic to rookie receiver Marquez Galloway. And of course, then in came Jameis Winston. Who had- Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And another strong day Sunday. He is clearly not afraid to cut it loose, which has gotten him into trouble at times. But Sunday, he showed some exciting glimpses of what he can do. He turned and... The play of the day, and when he launched the pass roughly 50 yards downfield to a streaking Benny Fowler, hitting him in stride for a huge gain. Two plays prior to that, he stepped up in the pocket and rifled a pass to an in-breaking Callaway who caught the ball and raced upfield for a big gain. Winston also showed off his mobility and creativeness in the pocket 
buying time to make a play. He clearly lost weight this offseason, and as a result, appears to be a more a nimble player. He uses feet to create time off schedule. Touchdown throws to Jawan Johnson in the back of the end zone late in practice, and Winston also scrambled for a few nice gains as well. Now, his aggressiveness did backfire at least one occasion when he tried to drop a ball in the pocket to Deontay Harris in the corner of the end zone, only to see Patrick Robinson intercepted during a 7-on-7 drill. Now, a little land yep on top of that is Will Lutz appeared to connect on the five of six field goal attempts, including one close out of, uh, out of the drill from 57 yards out. Good to see Will kicking at a high level once again. We'll see appeared to connect because the media's viewing angle was not decisive whether Lutz pushed it second to last attempt wide right for 43 or sneaked it in the right. It's still up for debate. Harris might be a problem for opposing defenses this year. He showed a savviness and patience during one route combination Sunday when he waited until he saw his defender commit to one side of the route, the rub route to make the break on his own route near the end zone. The defender broke inside. Harris quickly cut outside to catch a wide open touchdown. Davenport made several plays in the run support Sunday, a few which got defensive line Ryan Nielsen fired up. One of Davenport's final plays, including him shooting inside to blow up a run play at a two-point conversion, literally ending with Davenport carrying Ty Montgomery well into the backfield. Players are not allowed to tackle to the ground. Second-year safety, uh, Chauncey Gordon-Johnson, the artist formerly known as Chauncey Gordon-Johnson, now CD uh, Deuce, might challenge Cam for the high-energy throne. He was always communicating with his defensive teammates or talking good nature trash to his offensive teammates. He can back it up, too. He had a nice play to break up a pass intended to Jared Cook on Sunday. Next, the Saints are back in their seventh full practice on Monday. So we got another practice going down on Monday. And, of course, you know, we'll be in the building Monday night, but on time to cover it. Okay, going to... Some more news, and this is coming from the Saints wide. Ty Montgomery and Preston running back wide receiver coaches at the Saints training camp. Now, of course, we knew this was going to be happening because he fits perfectly well with what the Saints are doing. So it may be this, 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 this skirt the NFL's top strict rules on jersey numbers that give away with him wearing 88. Ty Montgomery doesn't play wide receiver for the Saints. He's very he's in every inch of running back, even if the Saints coaching staff is open to trying him out at a variety of alignments based on what Montgomery coaches Saw, extremely good player, says Curtis Johnson, who's the Saints receiver coach. He's been spending most of the time in a running back room. I love what I see. He has great hands. He can run real, real well. He's a catch and run guy, extremely good balance, great vision. He runs routes that let you know he's a receiver also. Johnson added that he's devoting as much time as he can to coaching up my grammar only but he's only allowed so much. At the end of the day, most of Montgomery's time is spent working alongside the running backs. Saints running back coach Joe Thomas is eager to work with him, saying, as a runner, I see him as a piece of putty that hasn't had a lot of experience, even though he's listed as a running back. He's been moved around from room to room as a running back, wide receiver. He's, he may be a scat back. In his career, Montgomery's appeared in 62 games, including the playoffs, but only amassed 2,185 total yards from scrimmage, an average of just about 35.2 yards per game. Depending on your perspective, that could mean that Montgomery has plenty of untapped potential or that he hasn't played well enough in either role to earn a heavier workload with the previous two teams. But Thomas can be counted among the optimists on this tone. He pushed back against the notion that Montgomery may be just a gadget player limiting to screen sweeps and other one-dimensional plays. He's seen the the, ver- the veteran make the right decisions as a runner. The guy is just a balanced football. He's a football player, in my opinion. He can play in either positions. And his skill set can be fluctuated between running back 
and and wide receiver, especially in the slot wide receiver. He has really good speed too. He's pretty fast, not burning you up, but he can get away from you. And plus, he can kick return and punt return. Very tough, smart football player that will fit well in in this position, this football mindset of team. So he says, while Montgomery's path towards making the team will be focused on how well he plays the conventional running back position, coaches at both spots feel like he has the juice to add an element to the Saints offense. While he still has weeks of work ahead to claim the 53 spot roster, he's hard. It's hard not to be excited by these early reviews. And we knew this would be the case because when Ty Montgomery came in here, we knew what kind of skill set he had when he was with uh, teams like the Jets and preferably in Green Bay when they seen him use them a lot, too. The guy is they consider him a running back. I see him like a wide receiver, a tough one. He's a tweener guy that can do a little bit of everything. The perfect player for the Saints. And no doubt about it, if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to occupy. He's currently at the third running back position. And that's where Dwayne Washington used to sit. And if the Saints decide to keep three, Washington is on the outside looking in. This guy is definitely going to make more, make the team, uh, barring injury. He has the experience over Washington at the third position. Uh, he has the experience. He's more versatile. And he plays in, in the, the positions where the Saints need the most help. Running back, wide receiver, and special teams. Kick return, punt return. Ty Montgomery is a player. And that, this was a really good signing by the Saints. They need a lot. And, and I've given them a lot of credit because that was fantastic. Little other news for the family members to know that Cardinals signed Drake Kirkpatrick. We've been after Drake Kirkpatrick for some time for the Saints to sign. They, of course, they had a flirtation with him some time ago, but never looked into signing him. But guess what? Arizona didn't have a problem. They signed Drake Kirkpatrick to a one-year deal. And the, this former first-round draft pick, according to the report, he could start for Carroll. He can come in and occupy a starting position for the Arizona Cardinals. You know, and I say this, of course, it's not a Saint-related matter, but this is one of the guys I was really hoping the Saints reach out and get, you know. And he was still available, man, and uh, he's not available no more. Uh, the, 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 the monetary amounts of money wasn't mentioned of how much they signed uh, Kirkpatrick to, but they're, they're saying that this guy could really come in and challenge for a starting position. Not to mention the Cardinals did uh, bring in on uh, also – uh, Ken Crawley, <laughs> they brought in Ken Crawley and uh, another Saints player that I forgot uh, in a in a previous report. But you know, Drake Kirkpatrick is off the off the thing, and the Saints are in the, in the need of a cornerback, and they are looking at several undrafted guys who currently, to me, I just don't think you know uh, some of these guys that they have uh, are you know you, you would be somebody you would consider looking at or or somebody you might want to do. That's just my take on it, you know. But anyway, like I said, Kirkpatrick's off the bench. And then, of course, the last 10, or this is the top 10 free agents still available, pass rusher, top list, and signed veterans. And this and this report, Dre is off the board. He's going to Arizona, signed him, so we don't have to worry about him anymore. And then, then you got guys right here like Devontae Freeman, who we've hearing uh, various reports that the Eagles are looking at Freeman. And then there's a guy like this guy that we talked about, Clay Matthews. Until recently, the Seahawks were floated as a potential landing spot. Matthews was a forgotten soldier in free agency at 34. He's certainly nowhere close to his perennial pro bowler days, but he was with Green Bay. But as a pure pass rusher, he's got plenty left in the tank, fresh off an eight-sack season with the Rams as a third-down specialist. Why not, Saints? Why not? Now, potential fits, they say, the Colts, Chiefs, Giants, Patriots, and Seahawks. Etch the Saints in there because the, he, Clay is not going to command a lot of money. Then, of course, Mike Mike Daniels is there as well. And I'm not sure, you know, he's a defensive lineman. There's Josh Gordon. Eric Reed is on this list if we have issues at safety. 
I know it, uh, you know, you got the guy from Baltimore there. Uh, but it, but Eric Reed to me, Eric Reed to me is a guy that former LSU guy would love to see him in a, in a Saints uniform. Antonio Brown, which I think later on in the season we'll get somebody to come in here. And now uh, you know he has that ten game absence. He is like a ten game. Uh, what was it? Once the NFL wraps up his investigation, I think they, what was the punishment? He has some type of punishment they levied on him. As soon as this punishment is up. You can see teams taking a shot at Antonio Brown sooner or later. So I know he's talking about he's going to retire, but trust me, that all goes out the window. And, of course, Logan Ryan is there holding out for $10 million a year as a safety, wants to play a safety. This guy's one of the top 100 players in the league. Somebody's going to call him as well. And then you see Jadavion Clowney sitting up there who's still looking for it as well, the potential team, Seahawks, Titans, and Raiders. And then there's a report that came out that the Raiders are really pushing the land of Davion Clown. They really want him out there. The Titans are interested in him too. So the, the, it's starting to pick up for Jadavion Clown. It really is. The, the Seahawks, Titans, and the Raiders are really picking up. And of course, this is an outdated report because Ellison Griffin uh, signed with the Cowboys and no, is no longer on this list. So just to let a little few of the family as well so you know few things man that's a few things as well but yeah no doubt about it Drake Kirkpatrick is off the list family so a lot of people were kind of saying man Drake uh, Kirkpatrick could help the Saints they could help the team and guess what he's not there anymore Drake Kirkpatrick is off the list if you haven't heard the sports coma this is what you're missing check out the sports coma with big q and the guys remington tax solutions is a company that together with their partners provide virtual tax consultation and preparation for individuals small business and nonprofit. they also provide notary and a host of other business related services for their clients their associates provide a systematic yet very client-centered approach to their services they offer the industry knowledge and insight to help solve your most common complex tax issues. At Remington, their currency is time, the one resource that cannot be replenished. For that reason, they utilize the simplest and most effective forms of technology to make their services faster and more efficient. No need to wait in the office until your taxes are completed. Simply upload your documents via the Taxes to Go app or via their client portal and they'll take care of the rest. Remington Tax Solutions is a member of the National Association of Tax Professionals and participates in the IRS annual filing season program, which is a voluntary tax education program to stay abreast of the ongoing changes in tax legislation. Remington Tax Solutions has a strong connection to the communities in which they serve. It is a part of their mission to make a positive impact on the lives of their neighbors. So if you're looking for a reliable, effective, and trustworthy tax preparation service, Remington Tax Solutions is the business for you. Contact Remington Tax Services at their number, 682-307-4410 or simply go to RemingtonTax.com. That's RemingtonTax.com. Remington Tax Service, virtual tax preparation for the individual. It's HomeBistro.com. Freshly prepared, home-delivered, restaurant-quality gourmet meals delivered straight to your home. Choose from over 50-plus gourmet meal options cooked by world-class chefs and delivered frozen, ready to eat within minutes and no commit. Welcome to the One Shop Gourmet food delivery specialized in affordable options to eat right and feel great. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Every ingredient is handpicked to the highest standard. And why you should buy from HomeBistro.com? Restaurant quality made with natural ingredients delivered right to your door. Overnight shopping is available. Diabetic, paleo, heart health, and vegetarian. 
vegetarian options to eat during business since 1999. Courteous, knowledgeable, and professional support. Complete PCI-compliant SSL security ordering and great meals. Choose from some of my favorite dishes. The Mediterranean chicken with orange honey sauce, the charbroiled chicken romesco, or the grilled chicken breast with sweet and spicy vegetables. No matter what you choose, you can't lose with HomeBistro.com. Eat great, feel good, and save some money with HomeBistro.com. Hit the link in the description section below for more information. Saints and Pelicans fan, so the only podcast I can get my fix is The Sports Coma with Big Q. The guy's intense, funny, and they always keep it real. Check out The Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys. Are you a boxing fan? Check out Ring Kings Boxing only on the PRO Media Network. Sports Coma on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Perfect. 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 You're listening to the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media. So, who that to the Black and Gold family members? Glad to see y'all up with me late. Up with me late. It's uh, 12, currently 1239. Uh, good to see the Who That Nation in the building as well. Much love to you and yearns. And big ups to the rest of the family members chiming in this one as I'm going to just phase into the chat. And uh, any question, concern, please hit the chat up and let me know. OK, let's keep going here. Kevin says, why didn't we give Kirkpatrick a call, bro? I, we and then you're going to see the, the money's not the issue with these guys. I'm telling you, the money's not the issue. It's simply not the issue. Uh, Kirkpatrick, when it comes out, he probably will sign a cheap deal to be there. And you're going to see, you know, and the Saints are looking for cornerbacks. They had two guys, uh, you know, the report I was reading it, uh, today, I was like, who? Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the U.S. Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. What the hell are these guys? You know, and I'm trying to figure out why are you doing this? Why are you... You got guys like Drake or Patrick out there and you talking to two guys who nobody don't even know. And, and the two guys' names are 
Christopher Frederick and Kamon Hall. I don't know who those guys are. But you mean to tell me those guys are who you would rather want to bring on your team as opposed to a guy like uh, a former first-round draft pick, Kirkpatrick, or Mo Claiborne, or Akib Talib, or any of these guys? You're going to go with Christopher Frederick and Kimon Hall? I mean, I don't know what to say about that. Both of them five for the 11. They're both under 200 pounds. They're roughly inexperienced guys. They have some some uh, collegiate stats there. One of them was on the practice squad, and it's just it just I don't know. It just to me, I just I don't go for that kind of stuff, man. You know, you need a big. These guys are five foot eleven. You just got rid of a five foot ten guy. You just cut him for the eighty man roster and Dietrich Nichols. That didn't make any sense. You know, and 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 the thing is, they're really and the thing is, there is. They're drinking the Kool-Aid on P.J. Williams, and they're drinking the Kool-Aid on Patrick Robinson. I, I can't put it any clearer than that. And we know what these guys are, and they continue to throw these guys out there like they're going to be different players this year. And they always turn into what we knew they all to be. The truth is you cannot get away from the truth. You cannot get away from the truth. We know the truth about P.J. Williams, and we know the truth about Patrick Robinson. We know the truth about them. These guys will not turn into nothing more than what they've always been, which is inconsistent players. You and I both know that. But if you got Drake Kirkpatrick out there, who's a six foot two former first round draft pick, a six foot two first round former draft pick, defensive back out of the University of Alabama, six foot two, big cornerbacks, big ass cornerback, which you need in the NFC South. But you got five eleven guys, and no disrespect to Frederick and Kimon Hall. No disrespect to you, family. But the truth is, we need experience that if something goes down or goes wrong in the secondary, the two people who they're going to go to is Patrick Robinson at the cornerback position is Patrick Robinson and P.J. Williams. Patrick Robinson was drafted down here. He he was a bust, in my opinion, because you, you don't draft a guy with a first-round draft pick for him to come in and be a top-notch nickelback. It don't work like that unless you got three draft picks. Darren, he fills in as soon as he stepped up. He was a bust as far as, far as I'm concerned in terms of with a first-round draft picks when they drew, took him out of Florida State and Steve Smith used to run and abuse him. Steve Smith used to talk mess to him. He wouldn't talk mess to him back. I'm like, what kind of dude you know going to talk to you about what he going to do? And he did it. That's why he wasn't talking to him because he ain't want to piss him off. <laughs> he ain't want to make it even more madder. But the reality of the day, Patrick Robinson never had it in him, and the scouting department was wrong for drafting him. And P.J. Williams, people forget, P.J., what was he, a second-round draft pick? P.J. Williams is the guy the Saints was seen as a starter, and he hadn't done any of that. P.J. Williams flopped and failed. Matter of fact, he lost his job to Ken Crawley one year, and he continues to be what he is, even though he's showing out in practice, say, P.Q., this dude, P.J., and Patrick Robinson looking good at camp. That's camp, bro. That's camp. And they did that same thing the last two-plus years in camp. Every camp, they do the same thing. The last several camps, the defense came out the door. So pardon me if I'm not getting all excited about that. I can't quite share your intensity and your passion about that guy. It's hard for me to get excited about a movie that I've seen 700 times already. (laughs) I mean, come on. We about to watch the movie. Man, I've seen that movie 700 times, bro. 
I've know the movie. I, I can even rewrite the movie. I can go qu- uh, quote for quote on the mu- movie. Why am I get excited about something I've seen seven hundred times? The truth is, you not. So that's why I met with P.J. Williamson, seeing him for over four years that he's been here. And Patrick Robinson, when he left and went to Philly, people didn't know who he was. There was no pressure on him to live up a fir- to a first round draft pick. He came in with none of those expectations. And without those lofty expectations on his back, he didn't have that pressure. He comes back to the place where he was drafted and realized that I thought they might have forgot that I was a first-round draft pick. They still remember. Yeah, we still remember. You was a bust then and you're a bust now. You were getting paid way more money than what you were supposed to get be paid. And truth of the matter is the only reason why he's on the team is because he, he took that pay cut. Had he have not taken that cut, he would have been cut. But P.J. Williams is cheap and inexpensive, and they're used to him, and because of the C-19 stuff, he's here. But that's not stopping teams like Arizona from going get people like Kirkpatrick or Dallas getting people like Everson Griffin. They're not letting the C-19 stuff stop them. They're looking at their team and saying, listen, we need to improve this secondary. We need to do something about it. So that's what they're doing. Didn't stop the Miami Dolphins from going out and getting Dietrich Nichols and bringing them on their staff. So you can't say C-19 stopping and preventing them when other teams and it's not stopping anybody else. So come on now. So like I said, it's, I, I can't get excited about the, the fact that P.J. and the other guys playing well in, in camp this year. They do it every camp. Then they go into the season and they become inconsistent. They become mediocre. You know, I, and I, I, I know the truth about P.J. Williams. You and I both know that. He's not going to get any better than what he's been what he's, since he's been. Until he collapse, until he gets serious enough to stop the collapses, the collapses and his concentration. And I don't know what's wrong with Patrick Robinson. I don't know what's wrong with Patrick Robinson. Patrick Robinson looks like he's looking at stuff, but his reaction skills is off. Uh, I don't know if he's comfortable. Sometimes he looks comfortable. Other times he don't. It's just I don't know what to make of him. But either case, both these men have been playing woefully shy of what their draft status was indicating them to be. So, 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 pardon me if I don't share your enthusiasm on PJ Williams and Patrick Robinson looking and Saint looking good in Saints camp. They do that every year. They do it every year and then go into the season. So let's keep it going, that family. Um, Tack says, "Who that? Who that to you, Tack Robinson? Who that to you? Welcome to the fam, fam. Thank you for joining us." Ice Man says, "So we're not going to talk about Ruiz getting pushed into Drew Lap and the simulation." <laughs> Rui's been getting it handed to him the whole simulation season. But the truth of the matter is that despite the loss to the Chiefs today, the Saints are still the top team in the NFC. The the 49ers are behind them, followed by the Cowboys and the Vikings, according to our virtual simulation world. So the Saints are 11-3, which is which is it's not bad at all, if you ask me. I think that's actually pretty good. And then, of course, next week they got a game – where they face off against the um, uh, the uh, who's next week? Two games left. The Minnesota Vikings. Yes, indeed, the Minnesota Vikings are next week, family. How about that? The Minnesota Vikings, and then followed by the uh, Carolina Panthers, and then the virtual season uh, goes into the playoffs. So the Saints will sit as a number one seed, and then I'm, I'm kind of debating whether or not my son said that I should uh, have all of the playoff teams. Uh, simulate the playoff teams over the two over Saturday and Sunday. Just simulate them. I'm still debating on whether or not to do that, uh, but that could be fun, you know, to have a simulation weekend of that type of stuff going on and Saints play the following week or what have you. To be six games to play, that be might be cool. So I kind of played that. We got time for that. 
But 11-3, and three, man, in the simulation world is not bad. And that puts you on par what we thought you was going to be, either 12-4, and 13-3, and three or whatever. What are they, 11-3 and three right now? They got two games left. So it, it's, it is. They lost bad to the Chiefs, but 11 wins is not bad. As long as they beat the Vikings, they can see them Chiefs again in the Super Bowl and get that revenge just like they did against Atlanta virtually. So, you know, it's all right. All right, let's keep it going, family, in the chat. Good to see the family members chiming in. Kevin says, Iceman and computers have reads getting handed to every game. But still, no, they still look good in that game. He was blowing holes wide open. It wasn't the offensive line that lost him that game. That was Drew Brees. It was Drew Brees playing bad, playing shitty in the middle game. He caught fire toward the end. But it wasn't Drew that was bad in the virtual game today. It was the defense. The defense let um, Tyreek Hill have a field day. Tyreek Hill had a field day on him, and they, they couldn't stop Tyreek Hill. They couldn't quite shut the running game down when they needed to, but Tyreek Hill was the guy. You know, he was he was the guy that really took the defense apart and shame on him for that, virtually speaking. <laughs> but anyway, we'll get him again. Kevin says, I'm here. I'm seeing if the guy will be disrespectful. Many fans come here from different teams. All right, let's keep it going here. Uh, Kevin Sutton says, uh, Kenny says, uh, nobody at the moment, we got to get it's our year. All right, Kenny says, I feel pretty good about the team, but I just hope we get the outside corner. It's not a big need, but I'll I'll take it uh, if it's the right fit. Thank you. Abraham, who that to you, Abraham? Good to see you, family. Good to see Abraham in the chat. Brandon Comier, good to see you, Brandon. Who that to you, bro? True Louisiana, who that to you, Mr. Boombastic? Who that to you as well? Thank you all for joining us. Tech. Tack Robinson says, if Ty gives us around 400 yards from scrimmage, that would be great. I said that that's a great number right there. And at least about seven, maybe six or seven touchdowns to go with that, that will be fire too. So, uh, you know, I'm expecting a lot from Ty Montgomery. Despite the fact that he's a reserve, he feels a lot of needs. Like if something happens and the Saints need a go-to guy, he can step in the slot to help you. He can play in double running back packages. Uh, when they won't use two running backs, you can put him and, and Elvin in there. If something happens with Deontay Harris, you can slide him back as a kick return, punt returner. Um, there's a lot of great usages for a guy like Tom, Ty Montgomery, who's raring to go. You know, so I'm, I'll show you excitement about him. Tramal, who that to you, Tramal? Good to see you in the chat as well. Big up, see you. Jim Kev says, damn it, we should have signed Kirkpatrick. I guarantee it's going to be cheap too. Jamming, who that to you, Jamming? Good to see you. Who that, baby? Good to see you in the chat. Texas, I would like more depth at corner, but Janoris is big. Thank you, bro. All right, for that comment. Okay, let's keep it going, man. Um, to the family members there. Uh, Texas would love to still have Apple on Chapel on the cheap. Who that nation? Who that to you says, did the guy really say Apple? The guy who probably couldn't cover a damn. <laughs> uh, everybody got different perspectives on Apple, man. I'm, I, you know. You know, but would you take Apple over? I would take Apple over Patrick Robinson any day, bro, to be honest with you. And maybe we just stall for cornerbacks. Kenny Sutton says Mike Daniel signed with the Bengals. Okay. Okay. Daniel signed with the Bengals. I thought I seen heard something about Daniels going somewhere. That's a pretty good interior lineman. Darrell Freeman, who that to you, Darrell? Good to see you. Who that nation says, I think we are good at number two in Jenkins. Yes. We got the best, in my opinion, bro, the best cornerback duo in the league, Marshawn Lattimore saying, uh, motivating and the mindset of making sure everybody lines up against you, you'll visualize that the Julio Jones so that he doesn't get burned, get bored and get burned. Well, Janoris Jenkins is going to step up his game, get more acclimated. He's 
familiar with the system. I'm just big. You know, I played the interview when he was on NFL Network talking about his thoughts on him and Laddie Daddy, but also Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, a.k.a. C.D. Deuce, is another dude that's the nickelback in that situation, but I do have reservations behind those guys, as I've mentioned. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, who that nation? I don't know why we let Nichols go. I liked him. I watched him in XFL. He was good. I don't get that part of it either. There were other guys you could have released. If you needed to get down to 80 and you needed a guy you couldn't think, just ask me and I would have told you. Andrew Dowell. Dowell is not going to make the team. Uh, he's the last linebacker buried on the depth chart for Michigan State. Joe Beshi is the favorite. Kate Nellis. Guys like that are looking ahead. But you don't know, never know what's going on with Anthony Chiquillo either. So that could have been the reason why he was on the team. Uh, guys like uh, Myro Edwards Jr. That's buried on the depth chart. You know what are they looking like? You know uh, Jalen Dalton, the six foot six, three hundred pound nose tackle. Is does he really do the Saints seriously think that he can make the team in the interior? And we deep at the interior line. Maybe he could have been released to hold on for somebody that you need in your secondary because you know you're gonna need him. So you never know, man. So hopefully it, it don't come back to bite us in the butt. That's all I'm saying. Avante, who that to you, Avante? Good to see you in the chat. Why don't the Saints start doing live drills? Okay, Avante. Uh, Kevin says, why are the Saints going after these dudes on the street straight out of the homeless shelter? <laughs> I don't know who they are, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. I don't know who the hell those guys are, man. I'm not going to tell you no wrong. I don't know what they are. Dwight, who that to you? Dwight says, Q, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing James Winston is doing more than just turning heads. He's looking good out there, bro. He's focused. He drew. He, he had a pretty good camp today. And a lot of people ranting the Raven not because of the fact that he came in camp looking really put together, you know, the best shape in his career in a long time. But he's taking it serious. He's preparing like he's tr- like he's trying to win the starting job. So it's almost like they know he's he mentally, subconsciously, he knows it's Drew's team. But in his mind, he's preparing like he's trying to challenge Drew for the – I mean, that's what I see in him, the way he's out there and is watching the footage of how he's playing and how he's delivering the ball with pop on it, throwing a deep ball, have all the guys around him scrambling and doing stuff. It's almost like it was – Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now, and the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Jameis from Florida State, who has that five years experience. Remember, he's just like 25 years of age. And he has a live arm. He could throw all the places, but it was this head thing. And he's, he's in a great place right now, you can tell, because his play is translating as such. When he was a great, he's one of those type of people that you know they're in a great place in life because they kind of, they're emotional. You know, you can see that they're putting it together on the field. And he's that type of dude, man, where you can see he's married. He had this, this eye surgery to help him see better, you know, that vegan diet. He, he 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 was training all through the summer, getting ready. And then money is not a motivating factor for Jameis. He took a really cheap deal. He fired his agent. He was upset about it. So money's not a factor. He's doing it out of the love of the game and the fact that he he's trying to prove people. I don't know if he's trying to prove people wrong, but I'm, I'm most certainly know he's trying to show what he can do and prove himself uh, better than what people perceive him as. And that's why he's here. So, yes, the right uh, Jameis is looking good, man. He's looking real good, man. And hopefully uh, he keeps this up, bro, because he's definitely won a lot of people over in camp and out of camp. Let me tell you what, you know. So thank you for the question, my brother. Appreciate you. Hope you're doing well out there in Florida. All right. Let's keep it moving there as well. Tech says PJ Williams got dirt on Peyton. <laughs> I mean, he must. He got the pictures that Tommy Lee Lewis used to have. Who that nation? PJ has his ha- has a, 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 a t- had time and time to prove himself he's failed pj must have something on peyton and everybody's saying that man and they saying well he just come comfortable with him you know how many defensive backs that are out there that's better than pj williams i mean seriously if you look at the free agent if you just go look at free agent, listen i'll pull it up and prove it to you we'll prove i could pull it up and prove it to you right goddamn now let's put it in Okay, give me just a second. We'll pull up. I'm going to show you right now. I'm about to pull up a list of free agents. This is from Walter Football. Now, some of these people have already signed. Let me let me hold on here. Let me go somewhere else because that, look, that list looked a little old there. Okay, hold on. I'm going to pull up a list of some of the available cornerbacks that's still out there. You know, that's still available. And you guys tell me. Hold on here. Give me just a second. Let me get a better looking one here. Because PJ Williams, no disrespect to him, I don't think the Saints value him as a cornerback. Uh, they're looking more at him as that safety guy. But you know, truth be told, is he don't he don't look all that good, man. And not in my opinion. Give me just a second, family. We're going to see if we can find it here. All right. Oh, well, on. just give me just a second here. I'm going to pull it up by position here so I can show the family what I'm talking about because that's what it comes down to. Sometimes you got to look at things how it is. And I don't know what list the Saints are using, to be honest with you, because it makes no sense to me. Uh, for the Saints to be looking at these backwards, these cornerbacks, who nobody don't know who the hell these guys are. <laughs> nobody. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Where did he come from? You know, and I'm not, you know, poo-pooing their scouting. I'm like, why would you need to go look that far for somebody when you with the free agency has the guys that you might need to see? Now I'm gonna take I'm gonna share my screen with the family members here.
And this right here shows some of the list of um, free agent cornerbacks that's available right now. Now, some of these guys, it's probably the list where the Saints got their cornerbacks from, you know. But they have guys out like, look at Tremont, Tremont Williams. You know, Tremont Williams is out there. You know, he's a little older, too. He's 37. But guess what? Patrick Robinson, that guy is still better than Patrick Robinson at this age of his career. There's Morris Claiborne, who's 30 years of age right here. Morris Claiborne is better. Akib Talib is right here. 34 years of age. You know? And here go, that's what they're looking. They go the guy they're talking about. They go Kimon Hall right here. This is one of the guys that they were talking about, that they were looking at. Look at Nichols on the list, but Nichols is gone. So, I mean, it just goes to show you. There's Logan Ryan here, Tease Tabar. Remember Tease Tabar, the former, what, Buccaneer? You know? Trevor Williams, he's another guy that is a is a pretty decent player, you know. So that I mean that's several interesting talented Kayvon Webster's out there. You know, he was with Washington last year. You know, he was a former Saint guy. He was supposed to make the team that year, by the way. But, you know, I mean, like I said, man, it's a series of things. I mean, there are several players that if you really wanted a player, you wanted somebody, you could have did. I mean, really, truly, truly it is. Look at Brandon Carr, former Baltimore dude that can come in. These guys, most of the guys I'm naming are definitely better than than you see Kirkpatrick there. He's off the list. So, you know, you know, who knows, man? I don't know where they're looking for their talent at. But the reality is that there are several talented players out there that's a lot better then uh, either one of those guys, in my opinion, and I just think it's the fact that they're familiar with them, that they're going to stick with them. But that's things could that radically change if if injuries occur. You know what I mean? Things could definitely change. All right, let's keep going, family. Uh, Jamin says, have you heard anything about uh, defensive, uh, how he's doing? I think he's up next. Yeah, uh, thank you for that question, Jamin. Uh, Jamin, I think um, the report mentioned that he was out. They didn't give specifics. You know, they don't, Sean Payton doesn't like to do that. You know, give specifics on certain players. Um, nothing really pertaining that I've heard, and I've been looking for Shy Tuttle. Like, man, what's going on with Shy? Just like I've been looking for Josh Hill, and they said he got a tweak. He just says he has a tweak, and usually when you say a tweak, a muscle tweak, I would think uh, something like a hammy. You know what I'm saying with Josh Hill? I don't know what's going on with uh, Shy Tuttle. There's no information, unfortunately, about Shy Tuttle um, jamming. But um, I will let you know. Family, just keep tuning in. We'll find something sooner or later. I appreciate the question. Jamal says, Saints do sign scrubs. Yeah, they do sign some scrubs. Now, I ain't going to even tell you no different. They do. Who that nation says, and don't get me started on Malcolm Jenkins. Yes, he's a step up from Bell, but Jenkins sucks in pass coverage. Did you watch him with the Eagles? He had his problems, no doubt about it. But I don't think, you know, I think what the Saints are counting on Jenkins to do is be more of a a brainiac on the back end of the defense, a common influence to kind of help settle things down. But if you think about it, the Saints are far from settled at the safety position. They really aren't. And and if people say, what about Marcus Williams, uh, Q? Listen, Marcus is in the last year of his contract, and the Saints could very well offer Marcus Williams a contract to come back because Dennis Allen do like the guy a lot. I'm not going to tell you no different you know if he steps up this year and performs they're going to have other teams from other teams that's going to come in and raise the prices up on Marcus Williams whether or not he takes it and go there it'll be a whole nother thing but I think there are teams that can come in and, and outbid the Saints for the talents of Marcus Williams I'm telling you it'd be whether or not they want to pay him that kind of money to stay here now 
the thing is, you got Malcolm Jenkins, who probably won't be here past the next year. You know, you got a four-year deal, two years. They can, the contract could be eliminated after two, and then they can move on past Marcus Williams, which I think that's what the Saints will do anyway. The idea is to win Super Bowl in, in two years. This year, Drew comes back next year, and then you see Emmanuel Sanders and Malcolm Jenkins off the list, and the Saints start their youth movement. Well, continue it because they've been really – secretly doing the youth movement with the experienced veteran talent that they have to take them into the next five to 10 years of uh, professional football. So if you look at the safety position behind Jenkins, who's here on two years, Malcolm, I mean, Marcus Williams is facing a, uh, a year, a contract year behind him. You have JT gray. Who's not ready for the starter role. Saquon Hampton, who is not ready for the starter role. Uh, and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson could be used as a safety if you want to keep him there, but you'll lose him as a cornerback. So which is important to you, to have him in the slot or to have a safety plan, a safety position. Sooner or later, uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, excuse me, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is going to have to find a home, whether he stays at nickel or if they just buying time till they move him to safety. We'll find that out in the, in the future time. But the safety position is still not settled. You got Swearinger on a one-year deal, so, you know, the Saints could be looking at maybe, you know, safeties next year in the draft. Somebody to be on the back end, a hitter, and somebody that knows what they're looking at on the back end of the defense. It could very well happen. Or they can do a thing where they bring Eric uh, Ree up with a spar- uh, swearing go or a, a younger safety like a Eric Reed who can be a bridge guy. You know, so it's several things that the Saints can look at. But like we've seen them drafting a center this, <laughs> this year, we didn't we most certainly didn't, didn't see Ruiz coming. I mean, of course – you know, I think JT seen it, but the rest of the family members didn't see Reeves being picked up and Larry Walford getting shipped out of here. We most certainly didn't see that. And if we did see it, we didn't see it as a first round draft pick being used. We thought that you would be using it to take a defensive end who you can then put along with Cam Jordan and Davenport. Could y'all imagine that having a, a defensive end who can do that as, to, as opposed to the center? But it happened the way it happened. You know, so it is what it is. But, you know, that safety position, that back there, we're going to watch that, man. Next couple of years could be a lot of flux, a lot of changing. Tech says uh, if P.J. or Patrick gets singled out against any good receiver, they're getting, we, we, they, we, they getting toasted. You and I both know that, and I agree with you. And that's a shame because, I don't, you know, they just, they just are poor with technique and so inconsistent, it is, it, it's maddening to me. It really is. Jim Kev says Clay giving you eight sacks didn't finish the season because of the Rams not giving him his money and he cheap and we not calling. Well, we got Marcus Hunt question. Yet Marcus Hunt can't hold a, st- a stick to it. Marcus Hunt's an enigma to me because you don't seriously think you're going to use Marcus Hunt as a pass rusher, do you? I mean, what is his role here? What is he supposed to be? We don't need interior alignment on this team. We have Shy Tuttle and even Tuttle having his injury history. I mean, having injuries right now, and he had quite an injury history. That's why he fell. He was one of the top sought-after prospects in college when he went to Tennessee, and injuries derailed him. But the Saints knew the guy was a massive talent and developed him with Ryan Nielsen and the rest of the, the assistant coaches there in the interior defensive line room. But it's interesting to me that on so many levels that the Saints, you look at them, you still have Malcolm Roach there, Jalen Dalton. There's a lot of talk about him being what he is. And then the, the top three guys like Malcolm Brown, Sheldon Rankins, and David Onyemata sitting at the top of there. Shai told him eventually would become healthy. He'll cycle him in there. Then you got guys like Myra Edwards Jr. And then, 
You throw Marcus Hunt in there, Jalen Dalton, Malcolm Roach, people like that. So the Saints always are going to find interior defensive linemen to help them there. So I'm not really concerned about that. But what is Marcus Hunt's role here? What is he supposed to do? You know, what is he? Is he supposed to act as an edge rusher? Because he was a second round draft pick. He's a big guy that knows how to move, but that didn't translate in sacks. You know, you can't, you know, that's not a sacking guy. You want somebody that's going to fire off the edge and, and cause hell. And maybe that's what Zach. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Bowen's here. But once again, he's a rookie. We know counting on rookies is not only a good thing when you're trying to get to the Super Bowl. So Clay Matthews would be cheap. The Saints would spend less than $3 million on one year for Clay Matthews. You know, it would be a better deal than what Everson Griffin got in them. But I don't know why they're not. Because that's Sean Payton's type of guy, you know, a guy, smart linebacker who he can use, you know, to drop into coverage or a situational role. He'll come cheap. He's a veteran. You don't have to tell him much. That's the perfect signing for with them. For whatever reason, they're not looking at him or Griffin. I just don't know, man. I can't tell you. They have a flirtation with these guys and then don't go and investigate him. How do you go look at Kirkpatrick, who's a better overall cornerback, than uh, a Patrick Robinson or a, a, a P.J. Williams and then say, never mind, we good. We're going to keep P.J. and this guy. And seriously, to yourself, it's a certain uh, air of delusion here, man, that's going on because I know those guys, man. I know their play. And you, you, you are delusional to think that these guys will really represent big plays for you when they were stinking up the place. And he's not just young players trying to learn it. No, P.J. Williams is who he is at this stage of his career, and so is Patrick Robinson. These guys are guys that we took, and they never lived up to that draft status. They were inconsistent. They were maddening, and everybody know P.J. Williams get burnt. Do P.J. Williams give a damn? P.J. Williams don't give a damn when he get burnt. You can tell he don't care. He'd be out there, he'd be out there focused, and then the next moment he looking somewhere else. He just it's just it's like I don't want players like that on a team. We need guys that know what they're doing and serious about their work. Not some guy just, you know, having lapses of of of, of awareness out on the field. That's not helping nobody. All right, let's keep it going, fam. Let me keep punching through this thing. Ryan Duberty says, I'm with you, Q. If he walking, cluck like a duck. <laughs> PJ is a duck. That's right. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it, bro. <laughs> I, like, I like that analogy, too. Uh, John Thompson says, when is the next cut down? Next cut down is, when is that? Let me pull that up. Let me pull up the calendar here for the, the next cut down. I think that my Saints family might have uh, might have that. But that's coming up real soon, though. Let me make sure. I have an idea, but I'm going to make sure, family. I'm going to give you the right date here. I'm going to spill out some misinformation on you. All right. Hold on here. All right. That's September the 4th. September the 4th, according to uh, Saints Wire. Uh, uh, who asked the question? Was that Randy? Asked the question, when is the cut date? 
Let me see that. Whoever asked it, I think that was right. Okay, John. I'm sorry, John. John, uh, September the 4th, when all the NFL teams have to get their roster sliced down to 53, it's September the 4th, family, just to let you know. Uh, thank you for the question, bro. Who That Nation says, hopefully the defense learns how to tackle this year and defend passes too. I'm with you on that, Who That Nation. I'm with you. Randy says, uh, who do you think will uh, pick up Earl Thomas? Well, reports have uh, Dallas as the team to land him and, ran, and land him for cheap. Uh, he's been trying to get for, to get to Dallas since he left Seattle. He took the Baltimore route because Baltimore offered him a little bit more paper. But the the smart money has Dallas. They was trying to trade him at first, and then nobody was barking on the trade because they knew they eventually released him. So look for the Cowboys to land him. So you have Earl Thomas in the deck. You have Earl Thomas there, and he ain't exactly the Earl Thomas of old, but he's still Earl Thomas. You have Earl Thomas back in the state of Texas where he, where he always wanted to be, playing for the Cowboys. And then you'll have him next to Ha-Ha Clinton uh, Dix there. Everson Griffin is there as well. So Dallas has done a pretty damn good job of adding to its defensive side of the ball to help him this upcoming season. And don't forget they got Mike Nolan, your former in, uh, linebackers coach there as a defensive coordinator. And, Mike, and, and Holgram sits over the top of the team as the, the coach. So the Cowboys, man, added some really good veteran pieces to that defense to give people to work. So, the, hey, man, Cowboys is definitely who they're looking at, um, uh, Randy. And to be honest with you, smart money's on Dallas, bro. Uh, tragic, <laughs> says LOL. Uh, Travis says, who that, Travis? Travis 504 in the building. Demi, how you doing, Demi? What you doing up late, baby? She says, which is why we can't make it out of the postseason to Super Bowl. Sean loves these types of players. Who can't go the distance. This is very frustrating. I know it's tired of seeing those guys, you know. I'm tired of seeing PJ Williams and Patrick Robinson. Why do you bring that guy back here and pay him five million a year, then cut it down to two and a half? Why you do that? Oh, we think we're gonna do right. We he learned the average ways he went to Philadelphia and learned how to be a football team, a football coach. No, I mean it makes no sense. You don't need to do that in this if you got a two a, a year or a two year window, you don't have time to develop guys into playmakers for you need veterans who want to win us who are motivated by the fact that they want to win a super bowl in a year or two who are going to bring that experience over they're willing to take a cutting pay to come and play with you you need to use that card play that card more to attract that talent here you still got guys like equipped to live out there who's better than anything you have behind cd glenn i mean cd uh chauncey gardner johnson or cd deuce a quick, you know, you can get them for a song. Imagine if the Saints, you woke up tomorrow and the Saints signed Clay Matthews and a clip to live. You'd be like, oh, man, we it will rejuvenate the fan base because unlike them, we're not delusional. We know the team and they'll say, well, them just fans. They don't know the team. They do that all the time. They'll say, oh, they just team. They don't know what's going on in here. You out your mind, man. You don't think we read the reports. We did. Them people don't really realize who you are and what you know until they start listening to you consistently. Then they say, man, this guy know what he's talking about. Then people know what they're talking about. We know this team. You might be on the team for now, but we've been on this team. It's been our team long before you even knew who the Saints was. Before you knew what the black and gold was, this this been our team. You know, you're just blessed to be on it and getting the support from us. That's how I see it. Because I see us as the shareholders. I don't see them as the owners or the placeholders. Remember, my mindset's, oh, I've been flipped my mind on that. 
I don't think like the rest of a lot of people do. I know where the power reside. The power reside where the money resides. And the people have the money and they have the power. They have to say so. If we don't support you, you die. That's the bottom line. You have no where you're going to get it from. You're going to print it. <laughs> if we forced you to start paying all your bills on the dome and arena, you would pack up and leave. You like, man, this is too much. But why not? We do it every day, family. Who paying your bills except for you? Who paying your light bill, your water bill, put food in your mouth and all that? You doing it all. You, you mean to tell me you can't do it? That the, the team can't do it? You know, I don't get me started this late, but the bottom line is you're absolutely right. That is a state of delusion that they're suffering from. And it's delusion caused by the fact that you're sitting too close to the picture. You need to back up off of that or learn how to disp- dispose of your view and learn to take other people's lenses and put them on and look through their sights and say, well, what are they saying here? Because I, you can't tell me. That you see Deion Sanders or, 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 or Aeneas Williams or, or anybody in P.J. Williams. Come on now. P.J. Williams played safety for you last year, but it, you can't assist. I mean, listen, the cornerback position behind the top three guys are deplorable. Patrick Robinson is totally inconsistent. I don't trust him to even be a dime back. The fifth guy on there, not including P.J. Williams, which they'll probably throw him out there if they have an injury. They'll throw P.J. Williams in there. They won't put Justin Harden in there. Who's not who I think PJ is better than Justin. That's the cold part. Justin Hardy is a great special team dude, but a coverage dude. He is not. He needs a lot of work as a cornerback. I'm just not comfortable with none of those guys behind uh, CD Deuce. None of them. And you letting guys like Kirkpatrick who set out there forever and all these other guys. I just don't I just don't understand. It's a state of delusion is what I only thing I can attest in the tune to a family. It's del- you delusional think P.J. Williams will be anything better than what he's been. We've done se- Listen, family, we've seen the best of P.J. Williams. Trust me, we have. We have P.J. Williams is not going to turn on the switch, and he's going to turn into some fantastic cornerback who can't be stopped. That's not, that's not what you're looking at here. That's not what it's going to be here. P.J. Williams is going to be whoever he's been for the last few years. He's going to be the guy that gives you a few good plays, and then you turn your head, and he's getting his ass toasted. So he'll get an interception, returning for pick six. People say, look at PJ. And then two plays later, he getting burned on a deep pass. Because he's looking in the backfield, doing something he ain't got no business doing. I'm just saying, that's I've seen it countless times. And people get excited. They get their feelings ratcheted up to the seat because they see PJ Williams on at practice showing out, showing, oh, PJ got three interceptions. Did you see that? He was the player of the game at practice. And I said, uh-huh. He said, well, Q, why are you not excited? Because I've seen that before, man. P.J. Williams does that at practice, man. You know, it does not translate to the game. People don't understand it's a difference. I don't get, you know, I like what it's a difference when you a practice player and an actual live game player because you can see Ken Crawley was doing the same thing in practice. Go back and look up the footage if you can find it. Well, Ken Crawley doing his thing in practice, doing his thing. So was guys like him and Brandon Coleman and, and stuff like that, and then they get into the game environment and just melt in the pressure. The lights come on, they just forget everything, they just melt. And those type of players, God bless them, but you don't want them on your team because there's a block up there. You're not ready for showtime. You're not ready for when the lights come on. Like if you got a Broadway production or something you're trying to do, you're trying to put on a, a, a play, a stage play, and you got all your actors and y'all been practicing for weeks on end and then – you got to act to get up on stage and he's been practicing and doing all his lines. But then we get on stage and the lights turn on the people watching. He forget his lines and mess up the whole show. <laughs> you're like, man, what happened? Uh, I don't know. 
Man, why you didn't tell me you couldn't that you had stage fright? I thought I could beat it. That's a real thing, man. That's called stage fright, man. That's stage fright. A lot of people don't deal with that. And trust me, football players have stage fright too. Ken Crawl is a guy that gets, that suffers from that. He was the one stuff. He was tearing it up in camp. That's how he got the job from PJ and then went out there and had stage fright. That's what it is. It's stage fright. Can't bounce back from it. All right, let's keep going. Who that nation is? Y'all like to hit the, the man. He's 30 years old. I don't think he'll be a good starter. Um, Hold on here. Uh, let's see. Demi says, which is why. Okay, thank you, Demi, for your comment. GM Kev says, Ravens about to snatch Logan Ryan, so they about to get up. That would be a great move by Baltimore to clear out that $10 million or whatever. You get rid of uh, Thomas and then go after Logan Ryan and put him back there. That's how I know. You see, those type of teams, you know, they're serious about winning Super Bowls. And you can't sit up here and say they don't have no money or that they're going to use the money to pay for such and such, such and such. The Saints could still, they waited all that time. They could have been got rid of Nick Easton and freed up five or six million. And then something happens to Pete, then they got to keep Nick Easton. But why at that amount of money? He, he's not worth $6 million. He backing up them. He's like, well, who else would you have? There are several guys on the team that, that play the guard position, including Hurst, Omamay, Clapp, Tom, Cameron, Tom. They're With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Several guys I literally can name. Derek Kelly the second. There's several guys I can name. And Easton's not as, you know, he ain't as great as those guys. Because Easton's early on in his career. He spent most of his time hurt. You know, he spent most of his time hurt, and he was so great he wouldn't let a rookie beat him out last year. From start to finish, soon as the man got the job, it was no competition. He had it the entire time. He took it from him and ran with it. So, I mean, like I'm saying, they said, well, we're going to have to use that money, Q, that we got left the $7, 8000000 to sign Kamara. You know we working on the extension. I'm like, dude, listen, how much of the money that they're going to give Kamara this year you know, on the contract, on the books, on the cap this year. Think about it. That contract will be done in a way where he'll probably get a million or two, a million or two this year, and then the rest of it in step increases over the duration of his contract. Come on, y'all know how Mickey, Mickey Mouse Loomis played this here. He got $8 million in the cap. You think you're going to give him all of it in one year? It don't work like that. He'll cut him for one or two million. I done seen this play before. I done seen this play. Be like, man, Q call that stuff. How Q know that? He must have a crystal ball. No, not Q done seen this stuff happen dozens of times. It's only so many dance steps you're going to do if you ain't changing. <laughs> if you got a one, you got a two step, you got a three step, you got a four step, you got a five step. And then they rotate them. And sooner or later, you'd be like, oh, I see what you're doing. You do the two first, then you go to the five, then come back to the four. And then after the four, you go to the five, then back to the three. 
but you all do you just rotate in the same stuff you're doing. But once I pick up on your trend, I can basically predict your movements based upon each circumstance that you're going through. And that's what we do. But yeah, I, I, he, if they, when they sign Kamara, a lot of that money, like he'll get 2 million or whatever it is this year. And then the rest of step increases. Watch that's how they do. It won't impact this year's money is what I'm saying. But teams, if he, if the Baltimore Ravens go after and get Logan Ryan and sign him to a contract, and after they cleared out Earl Thomas, that is a major move, letting you know that the Baltimore Ravens are serious about winning Super Bowls. Yeah, they're serious. And, and teams that are serious about winning Super Bowls are adding te- people to their teams right now, even the Cowgirls. The Cowgirls are showing you that they're serious about winning Super Bowls because not only did they go after Clowney, but they didn't stop there. They have a fierce defensive end in Demarcus Lawrence, who's their version of Cam Jordan. And they needed some help on the other side. And they had a few good defensive pass rushers. They went out and got one of the best of the, the one of the top five, in my opinion. He definitely most certainly inside of the top 10 in the NFL over the last 10 years is Everson Griffin. Then you pair him to, with Demarcus Lawrence. Then you got uh, McCoy gets hurt and they pulled Dontarius Poe, who's a massive interior lineman from the pup list. So it's like whatever we, we handling whatever. They had Clinton Dix. They signed that from Green Bay. He from he was with Chicago. He comes there. He got a one year cheap ass deal. And then Earl Thomas is gonna go down there to, to Dallas. You think Dallas playing around? Dallas ain't playing around. Just like the Chiefs ain't playing around. The Chiefs getting all their people lined up and their ducks in a row to, to to build for the future because they see themselves as a dynasty. You don't sit there and watch all this stuff going on, including Arizona Cardinals signing guys like Kirkpatrick. And all this other stuff going and sit here and say, well, we good with P.J. Williams and Patrick Robinson and Trey Hendrickson and Marcus Hunt and DeGranderson and Mario Edwards Jr. Who, st- who talks like that? Who thinks like that? Why, why? That is a mere state of delusion. These players are going to give us everything we need to get to the bowl. They could very well do that, bro. But we've seen that game plan before. We've seen that happen before the last two years and it didn't work out. So you telling me it's going to work out this year where it didn't work out in the prior years? Smart teams don't take chances like that, especially with your quarterback on a one-year deal. You will want to go all the way out. That includes going after people like Logan Ryan, if you have to. That includes going after people like Talib. That's going after people like Clay Matthews. Whatever you got to do, because it won't cost you an arm and a leg to get talented players. You have no excuses. You got to you got to go and get these guys because you can't play around with guys on the back that keep getting hurt. You're going to see how this, this shake here. Ray, who that's he, Ray, who's still talking about Frisians, the the most loaded Saints team in history. The only thing they need outside corner depth. Free agents, corner depth. You talking about free agents too, Ray. You just say the only thing they need is a cornerback. They load it. Yeah, they load it, but that ain't everywhere. You still need in, you still need help at the end position. You know you do. And you still need cornerback help. So you might be loaded in certain positions, but in the defensive secondary, you know you're gonna always need help. So, yeah, we still talking to free agents, and you talking them too. Tragic Fowler says you can't be a backup cornerback without being a special team contributor on the Saints, and that's true. You got they, Some of these guys got to play, and some of them can play. True, Louisiana, so I know you're right, Q. Uh, Kevin says Earl, Earl Smith about to sign with the Saints. Robert Earl Smith about to sign with the Saints, whoever the hell that is. Um, let's see. Is, uh, he says uh, all, all those guys are bums. <laughs> <laughs> says Ray. 
He says, Talib, the only real option. True Louisiana says, Tremaine Johnson better use those again interceptions for the Jets. Tack Robinson says, Talib's better than Robinson for sure. Kenny Sutton says, I know, he says, now I say go with Tremaine Johnson or equip Talib. Uh, Tragic says, the backup cornerbacks for the Saints have to be basically starters on special teams. They will not sign a backup. He says, they will not sign a backup that doesn't play on special teams. I think a lot of the, if you have a guy like Talib, who is uh or Clay Matthews that's a situational guy, you know, I can anticipate, you know, that they can he that they could use him. I wouldn't say he's gonna come in and say I ain't gonna play special teams. But if you're a person that you motivated, you're not a you're not coming there as a prima donna. You're gonna come in there and you're gonna work. But you also know that this is a Super Bowl year, so you come in for a bowl. So as a veteran that that's in that position, you're gonna have to work with the other guys and that's the mentality of the team you know and I, I don't think some of those guys will have an issue Clay Matthews playing on special teams or equipped to live playing on special teams if that's what they got to do that's what they got to do you know that's just just what it is uh, you know if you're here for a bowl and that's what they'll come for you know I, I don't think special teams they'll let special teams get in their way I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep it out I think uh being a guy that's you know, wants a trophy more than th- that. That doesn't matter, in my opinion. I think the trophy is the big thing in guys' minds like that. They want. A, they want a trophy. Kevin says Saints Jenkins. Saints Will Jenkins more in the box. He can't run with these receivers from uh, downfield anymore. Demi says, Why isn't there news on DJ Swearinger's uh, thirty-six? Swearinger made a few plays. Uh, Demi in the camp. Uh, we covered it in the show. Not too much to talk about, but he's there. Lee, who that to you? Lee says. Who will pick up Earl Thomas? Uh, odds on uh, Dallas Cowboys are the pick. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, according to the rumor mill, said that they were in contact with him to trade. And whatever they wanted, Dallas didn't offer because Dallas knew they eventually would release Earl Thomas. And it's no secret that Earl Thomas, it, you know, he, you know, he has a, you know, he played his collegiate ball at the University of Texas. Uh, Jerry Jones, you know, wanted to get him before. And a lot of the smoking money, and this coming from NFL Network, that they believe he'll end up in in Texas, and they got a need for Earl Thomas down there. So I mean, it, it seems like a, a a good match between the two. Uh, who that nation? I don't understand why Loomis and Peyton want to fix the offense. Do they realize the defense is the reason we haven't been to the Super Bowl? And and that's a part of it, man. We need you know. And, and, and I'm saying, listen, we talking depth in the secondary, like 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 the brother said earlier here. Uh, depth in the secondary is a big thing. You, you know, you look at it. And you got you can't you cannot just say to yourself, hey man, the bottom line is we we don't we stay we good, we straight all over the place, we don't need nobody. That's not true, man. That's not true. Um the secondary, we definitely need help at the cornerback position with depth. And I'm still saying it like I've been saying it, that we need another defensive end, man. We need somebody, a veteran that knows how to do it. I don't I don't I mean, you know, and Ziggy Ansa, Jabal Shirt. I'm even willing to, you know, Clay Matthews for cheap. I mean, get somebody, bro. Somebody that can help us out in that regard. You know, we need we need we need help in that role, man. We really do. You know, and I think that's a part of it, man. And uh we're gonna see, bro. We don't see if it's a state of delusion or not, but I just I'm just uneasy about those two positions because they've letting us down so much so, you know what I mean? So we'll see how it shake at the end of the day, man. But we'll see. Jim Kelly, I don't understand what we drafted a first-round center. Um, and he says, uh, I, I just don't understand. We drafted a first-round center that's just starting to play center. 
that may play guard in the meantime. Patrick Queen, who we passed in Baltimore, is getting rave reviews. I, I can't. I don't know. I don't know, Jim uh, Kev. Um, I don't know, man. That's 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 the, that's a really crazy one about me. I, I've asked that question yesterday. Uh, a lot of people say Q relax. He gonna play tomorrow, and I'm like, uh, okay. I I know eventually he was gonna play the center position. That really wasn't what I was saying. You know, I was making, I was bringing to light the fact that I was saying that if you were going to play him, you don't have a lot of time to learn what the man can do at the position that he was drafted to do. Why not put him at that position? And if he struggles, then move him. Why just play him at guard off the bat without even determining whether he can handle it or not? I just didn't understand that part of it. And you usually don't do that with first round draft picks. They didn't do it with the Davenport, who was extremely raw when they took him out of college. Come on now. He was extremely raw. And they took him and they put him at defensive tackle or linebacker. They played, they played him at it. It was just a real, really ridiculous way, in my opinion, of handling it. You take a center to the chagrin of the entire fan base who wanted a defensive player, preferably somebody that can help on the defensive side of the ball, whether it was defensive end. My pick is I wanted either a defensive end. You could have went linebacker. You could have went maybe a safety. You could have got a safety that can win or a cornerback perhaps. You can never have too many cornerbacks. Imagine if they would have drafted a cornerback, then we might you know, be able to be able to have Chauncey Gardner. He can go to safety or whatever, you know, however you want to do it. But an, a defensive player there could have made some difference on the defense because you really need it for the defense. You know, to help, in my opinion, we could have used another pass rusher. You know, I'll ne- as many pass rushers as you can get, like you, how many you won't go. I won't go just like the 49ers go. Every year they draft in a defensive end. You know why? Because they know where their bread is butter. And when you play the San Francisco 49ers, you understand why they draft defensive end because they understand that you cannot have, you got to always have constant pressure on the quarterback. Even when those guys get tired, you got to put guys in there that's going to put more pressure too. And that's something that uh, we get pressure with our front two guys, but then the backups get hurt and they can't last. And you got to start using guys from other positions to apply pressure. And to me, that's problematic, you know. But I don't know, man. I don't know why they did it like that. That was really curious for me. And let's see what one of these reporters asked that question. You know, because it really shows you like how how controlled some of these reporters are, man. You know, that's a question that the reporters should ask Sean Payton is why coach. And I played his interview. It's like uh, maybe I I missed it, but I didn't hear it in a way where I got to understand it. Y'all correct me in the chat. Did y'all hear any of the reporters ask Payton about why he started playing Ruiz at the guard position as opposed to the center position where he was drafted? Did any of you guys hear that? And if you did hear it, Put in the chat where you heard it, what interview you heard it from, so I can play that on tomorrow's show. Okay? And let me hear, because I, 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 all the stuff I've heard, I don't have any recollection of him explaining that. All right, let's keep it going, family, in the chat. Uh, Ray Long says, Hunt should do well as a backup, plus he can block field goals. Okay, thank you, Ray. Uh, who that says, ask me, CJ, uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, it's better than PJ. Ask me. <laughs> of course he is, huh? Uh, Kevin says, Ray, if relying on Marcus Hunt, Mar- Marcus Hunt, we have some real problems. Kevin says, Dallas just cleared up cap for Earl Thomas. So 
They must have made a call to Ozzie Newsom. They're going to sign him. That's the smart money says he's going to Dallas. He always wanted to go there. He talked about it when he left Seattle to go to Baltimore. Just didn't end up down there because of the money. You know, he just, he, it's the money aspect. But he's going to Dallas, man. He toured the back end of his career. He wanted to finish up as a cowboy. Uh, Kevin said, I was really surprised to see PJ and Patrick Robinson back on the team. True Louisiana says, Kevin, I'm disappointed. I'm very disappointed me that they're still that they still are <laughs> still off. Kevin says, like Al Iverson said, practice. We talking practice, practice, man, practice. Lee says, if Deion Sanders, the defensive back, covered Deion Sanders, the receivers, who will win? Uh, I will go with Deion Sanders, the cornerback, would 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 be Deion Sanders, the wide receiver, because the fact that Deion Sanders, the cornerback, has more experience versus, as opposed to him being a wide receiver. You know he's he he got the he mastered the corner, uh, you know like no other cornerback did before him, uh, with it with with that special finesse thing, it the confidence, the finesse, the speed, the technique. It wasn't a guy that liked to tackle, but later on he, he got better with the tackle because he got that criticism. Then you know, and he was in prime time was something else, man. Before he was prime time, he was neon Dion. He was bright and flashy and. He had the lifestyle, man. It's real interesting to hear Deion Sanders, by the way, sidebar family, to him talk about that time frame when he was Neon Deion in primetime. Man, he said when he was on top of the world, he just wanted to kill himself. He said that. I don't know if you ever heard that before. He was he was uh he said he just was he wanted to hurt himself. He wanted to kill himself. I'm like, what would make you possess you? Because, you know, in my opinion, and we're gonna get back to the same talk, it's like money's not everything. Money is a component. That goes along with everything. If you got people you love and trust and you want to be with and they and, and they, they you they give you fulfillment and you have purpose. And I think that's a part of it. Having purpose. What's your purpose? What are you trying to accomplish in this world? And people say, I'm trying to make the world a better place. Well, don't make the world a better place. Make yourself a better person. And then you would then buy mere fact of improving yourself you will you then see your world improve around you and i think many people get lost in that concept where they got to go and save the world don't save the world worry about yourself save yourself and improve yourself and then when you improve yourself you'll see that action and that energy that you've done in improving yourself then be emanated out to others that'll see the difference in you and that other one that then will inspire people to following your transition, knowing where you come from. They might have seen you going through a struggle and you just kept a calm spirit. You stayed prayed up. You know, every now and again, you blurted out and got upset, but relatively you stayed calm and peaceful and you were able to move through it. People watching you, they pay attention to you. They learn from you. They love you. And if anything that you can gather from this, remember that you every step that you make is, is like a footprint or a thumbprint and it's uh, a, a map a map or uh, a living picture, if you will, that's never completed until the day you transition from this world to the next world. And people are watching that photo, that beautiful picture of you, that unfinished picture of you. And they're watching where you come from to where you go. And from then most, and that's the thing about people, people love people that come from adversity and then they get somewhere and they become really successful. And people are like, wow, I love that because this person didn't let this stop them. And they got up here. I wonder how they did it. 
And that's what you hear people talk about in a lot of them. But a lot of them athletes, they get that. And Dion was the one. He had all the money. He had all the fame. People was on his back. And he said it felt like he was wanting to kill himself. And he reached up there because you can't. It's certain stuff that you get up in the world high and it's hollow and you feel hollow inside. That's why so many of them turn to drugs and all kind of bad things to try to fill that void. But truth be told, if you feel that you feel that void and you got that sense of purpose already, whatever you didn't gain would be magnified and then your life would be just that better. You know, you can't look for goodness like you're looking. I won't live like this person to be like Will Smith. Will Smith. I want the marriage that Will Smith had and his Jada. And I told people a long time ago, I said, man, I don't believe that. That's all. That's all a big old show going on over there. And now people starting to see it, you know. So, I mean, you got to be you. Keep it real. Keep it. Keep it real. Keep it dedicated. And work on you, baby. Work on you. Just threw that in there because Dion said that, man. I remember that, man. Dion said that. And I wasn't expecting that because he was talking about all that. And then he just just came right up on that. But he wasn't. But he was the older primetime talking about it in his years. And that's when he said he found he found God and it changed his life. See, he found fulfillment. You know, he thought it was all about the glitz and the glamour, but then he found that fulfillment. He found his faith and it gave him it accentuated and gave him found it, it gave him an ability to find his purpose. And that's what it is, man. Remember, a ship without a destination is doomed to sink in a sea. You can't put a <laughs> you can't put a ship on the water with no destination. Sooner or later, the crash into some shit, though, it'll, it'll sink. You got to have a destination where you're getting to. And once you get there, another one to go from there to the next level. Remember, we never stop until you transition. All right, I'm going to leave that alone. Let's keep it going. Go back to the chat. Kevin says, I just don't understand. We drafted the first round center. Okay, I just got that. Ryan says, Saints talk late at night. And the Cowgirls mentioned, man, I'm all the way in with you, baby. <laughs> Ryan Duverty, y'all. We got, we, got, we, we got love for Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, Ryan Locks Royal Lion Family Revolution says Clown and Ryan would be, be be that real. I'm Richard Ryan Locks Royal Lion Family Revolution. You know that's a long tag, but I thank you for joining us. I'm with you on that. Clowny and Ryan and Ryan will show me and the rest of the Saints family members like yourself that the Saints are serious about business, man. You bring Jadavian Clowny and and Logan Ryan in here. Dude, you, you, you say Saints are ready for that bowl. They're serious about that bowl. Bottom line. Forget ESPN or Fox. Get straight sports talk from the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys. Sports fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com. The world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Unique one-of-a-kind designs exclusively by Fanatics. And autograph collectibles from today's biggest stars shipped directly to your home. Join Fanatics Rewards for free to earn fan cash on every purchase. Shop now and for a limited time, get 20% off all orders. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Hit the link below and rep the black and gold today. Who that? Do you need a domain name? About a host for your website that can work with WordPress. Try Namecheap.com. They make registering, hosting, and managing domain names for yourself or others easy and affordable because of the internet needs people. Namecheap is an ICANN-accredited domain register and technology company founded in 2000. It's one of the fastest-growing American companies, according to the 2018 Inc. 5000. Celebrate nearly two decades of providing unparalleled levels of service, security, and support. Namecheap has been steadfast and customer 
customer satisfaction with over 10 million domains under management. Namecheap is among the top domain registers and web providers in the world. They offer a full selection of popular and unique domains along with fully featured hosting packages, SSL security certificates, who is guard privacy protections, and more, all at the lowest prices in the industry. So if you need a domain name or hosting or anything else, think Namecheap.com. That's right, Namecheap.com. Check the description section below for link. Follow the sports come on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.